This episode of Just the Right Book is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get on your way to being your best self. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash right book. We are living in stressful times, and the hustle and bustle of the holidays can make it even more stressful. If you're considering starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the best-for-you licensed therapist. Now is the time to give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WriteBook today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WriteBook. This is Roxanne Cody. Thanks for listening. And now back to Just the Right Book. This is Just the Right Book, and I'm Roxanne Cody of R.J. Julia Booksellers. Each week, I hope to bring to you the stories behind the books, talking with some of the very best contemporary nonfiction authors, books that are timeless and charming, provocative and of the moment, the conversations you want to hear about the books you need to read. This is Roxanne Cody with Just the Right Book. And this episode is what we call the shorts, where Billy Goldstein and I, well, it's a shorter podcast. We're not interviewing an author. And Billy Goldstein, who's a writer, critic, a reviewer on NBC, just talk about some of the books that we are reading and think you might want to hear about. We've been just delighted with the response that we've gotten lots of you have written, please feel free to write to us, a podcast at rjjulia.com. And today, uh, welcome, Billy. I'm rudely skipping right into the content (laughs) without welcoming you in a gracious way. My apologies. No, no apology necessary. Uh, So we uh, today are going to talk about some of the books that might be helpful as the Israeli-Palestinian war and uh, discussions flare up, emerge. And uh, I had written what what we call it, R.J. Joy is a dear reader, meaning the letter that I write about this. And the approach I took in that letter, which is the approach... I believe is our role as booksellers or readers is rather than engage in any of the rhetoric that I feel like our responsibility is to provide readers with the books that are educating about the facts of what happened, which just like the situation, are a lot more complex. There are not, you know, there are not simple answers about what contributed to getting here, and the history is a long history. So I thought Billy and I would focus on that. And if you want to look at the Dear Reader, you could go to rjjulia.com, newsletters, Dear Reader, and the bookstore provided a big list of books, and you could find the whole list of those books 
at rjjoya.com slash podcast and then go to books and you'll see Israel and Gaza. And it's got a, a list that we put together and also includes books that we've asked customers to let us know what they would recommend, which we have added. So I think it's a pretty robust list uh, for all of us. And I find myself wanting to reread books and read more because you just realize how much you don't, I no, I shouldn't say you don't realize, I didn't realize how much I didn't know or needed to revisit. So the book I want to start with is a book called A Peace to End All Peace by David Frompkin. And it was a New York Times book review editor's choice. It was written in the 80s. It was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. And what I like about this book, which, by the way, is dense. So you might not want to read every word of it, which I did back 40 years ago. There is a table of contents. So you can look at particular pages. But what David Frompkin does is very thoroughly and carefully goes back to what caused this problem was the fall of the Ottoman Empire after World War One, And essentially, not to give away the story, but essentially the British, the French, and the Russians divided up what was the Ottoman Empire. And not necessarily with regard to the populations, but rather to address their each country's own economic and strategic objectives, but that laid the groundwork for what became the Balfour Declaration, which then ended up resulting in what was intended to be a partition of that land, the mandate of Palestine, into Arab, an Arab and Israeli country. So I feel like a piece to end all peace is where the conversation should begin because it's so grounded. Billy, what are your thoughts? Well, I have not read that book. The The book I, well, first of all, I wanted to thank you, uh, one, uh, as I said, for having me uh, on these podcasts, which I enjoy doing so much, in part because I learn so much about books that I have not read, including uh, the Fromkin book that you just mentioned, but your dear reader uh, email, I'm on your mailing list, was was very beautiful in the way it said that we read books to learn about things. We don't always agree with what the author's viewpoint is, but that doesn't mean they're not worth reading or that we can't mm-hmm. get a lot out of them. I mean, I'm expanding on the point you made in, in the dear reader. And uh, so I think your approach, I mean, from the bookstore's approach to formulating a list and then listening to readers. It's its just marvelous to me, the the two-way street that 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 recommendations mm-hmm. run um, and that, you know, from, I often hear about books from people who watch me on TV and then I, I, I read them. And so, so I appreciate 
both what you said so far and then also in that Dear Reader uh, letter. The book I read just this last weekend is a new book published uh, coincidentally at this moment. I mean, it was obviously not timed in any way, uh, is a book by Nathan Thrall, who is a, a Jewish writer who lives mainly in Israel, I believe, but he uh, is an American. It's called A Day in the Life of Abed Salama, Anatomy of a Jerusalem Tragedy. And it is about a 2012, so it's 11 years ago, a bus accident, a group of Palestinian children, kindergarteners, are on their way to a playground, basically, a school trip. And there's an accident in which a truck hits this school bus. And what happens in the ensuing hours and days as this tragedy unfolds and the scale of the the death of, of, of children and the struggle of the Palestinian parents to sort of understand this tragedy. And also, uh, it takes place in the outskirts of, of Jerusalem. So you get a sense of life on the West Bank from both Palestinian perspective and the Jewish perspective. This is a really closely reported yeah. book. Uh, you said, you know, the Fromkin book is about a thousand pages or very long, very dense. This is at the opposite end of the spectrum. It's about 200 pages. And it's it follows very closely a number of characters, Abed Salama, who is the father of the, of the boy who was killed, his life before this, his marriage. We get a sense of Palestinian customs. We get a sense of, of life in Israel for both Palestinian or Arab citizens of Israel and also Palestinians and their customs. And then, then we get also the perspective of Jewish doctors who are dealing with this crisis and other other authorities. It's just a magnificently reported book. I mean, it reminded me in some way of Tracy Kidder, that, mm-hmm. that way that you are deeply inside what is happening in other people's lives. And yet the author, you know, has reported it and yet is not a presence at all. And you get the thoughts and hopes and dreams and ideas of all of the, of a range of people on both sides of, of the, the division, uh, between the Israeli government and some of the Palestinians who live in, you know, occupied territories. It's, it's a beautiful book about this family. And as I say, it's coincidence that it is published at the time of this crisis, but uh, it gives a long background on it. I mean, in the sense that it's obviously not about anything, even in the present day, this takes place in 2012. So uh, it's about, about life 11 years ago, and yet it's also about life eternally. On the one hand, it's a bus accident. I mean, there's no uh, mm-hmm. way around that. It's not as if it, it is wasn't a, a political act. event. No, it's not. I mean, and yet you get a sense of the politics and culture of, of this place in the wake of what is a horrific accident. And as I say, it's a beautiful book. It is compressed uh, in in the best possible way. I mean, it reads very quickly, and yet you also feel that you are moving very deeply into the story. And there's never 
uh, a, you don't feel shortchanged like, oh, you know, this book is moving too quickly. I don't really understand what's going on. You get a sense of the people and the place and there are maps. And so you see where the people actually are. I love the book. And I was I was sorry, really, that my own provocation to read it was the present crisis. And I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have read the book if if it hadn't just been published. And then this was this was going on too, but I urge people not to miss it and mm. to just read a great work of reportage and humanity. And Billy, I think, uh, thank you uh, for that. I think that, you know, the personalizing that happens in that book is always helpful. You know, the research is so clear that you could be for or against something. You know, and yet when you meet a person who might reflect what you think you're opposed to, you have a different gateway to understanding it and likely a gateway that disarms you and and hopefully forces you to think about something differently than you've been thinking about, which obviously is what you and I both believe reading does. And even if I'm reading something that I passionately disagree with, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm I and so I do think what he's done in that book, which I only looked at quickly, is very helpful in looking at the particular details which then have a universal create a universal understanding. Exactly. This episode of Just the Right Book is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get on your way to being your best self. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash right book. We are living in stressful times, and the hustle and bustle of the holidays can make it even more stressful. If you're considering starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the best-for-you licensed therapist. Now is the time to give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WriteBook today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WriteBook. This is Roxanne Cody. Thanks for listening. And now back to Just the Right Book. The other, uh, there's a couple of books I want to mention, some a little quicker than the others. One is a book called The Iron Cage, The Story of the Palestinian Struggle for Statehood by Rashid Halidi. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And Rashid is a professor of Middle East Studies at Columbia. I believe it's at Actually, he holds the Edward Said Chair in Arab Studies at Columbia, and he's also director of the Middle East Institute at Columbia. So what 
Halidi does is try to assess the role that Palestinians had in their failed bid for statehood. Um, He does not in any way absolve Israel, particularly lately, of the responsibility for their not achieving statehood. But he goes back to 1936, 1939, when the British, as I think I said in A Peace to End All Peace, the goal was to partition the land between the Arabs and the Israelis. But some in the Palestinian leadership did not want a partition. They did not want there to be an Israel. And therefore, the Israeli state was created in late uh, 1940s, but the Arab state never was. Now, that's just one piece in a series of wars and battles and decisions and different leadership. But I think understanding, I think he does a very even-handed job of how we got to the state of it being 2023 and the Palestinians still do not have a state of their own, which is a driver for all sorts of conversations about whether the Israelis are occupiers or whether this is apartheid or what is this and how did we get there? He does a very good job of helping us understand how we got there. And by understanding how we got here, it might give us guidance on how there can finally be a two-state solution to the Palestinian plight. You you were talking about the historical roots of this, and uh, one of the things, a uh, strange thing, uh, is I re- began rereading before before October seventh, uh, before the beginning of the Hamas attack. I I was reading and I'm continuing to read uh, a novel by George Eliot called Daniel Deronda. That's D E R O N D A, a novel that I read when I was in college, and I wrote a paper about and. It's George Eliot's last novel written after Middlemarch. And one half of the story is about Daniel Deronda, this and his Jewish heritage. And all he's living in London. And uh, it's one of the rare, very rare English novels of the period, the Victorian era, in which a Jew is the main character and portrayed favorably. It's not as if he's a Fagin character in Oliver Twist or or a minor character in Anthony Trollope's novels. And it takes his Judaism quite seriously and all of the characters around him. And in fact, it's a kind of proto-Zionist view. I mean, this is 1876, so it's before the modern Zionist movement, and yet the yearning of these Jewish characters for a homeland, the life of Jews in England, and then this desire to return to their ancestral homeland. And so to talk about the Fromkin book as we did, this is a novel, a, a fictional view of the the decades even before the modernist Zionist movement. And it's a great novel, very beautiful, and builds on Middlemarch and yet takes an expansive view of who was English and what it meant to be Jewish. So I, I urge people who are looking for a longer view also to take into consideration George Eliot's Daniel mm, Durand. That's great. Thank you. I'm going to, you know, like always, I walk away with books that 
we can talk about uh, that I want to read. So, you know, we've run out of time. There's so much uh, to be read. A reminder that all the books that R.J. Julia and our uh, readers have come up with are listed at rjjoya.com slash podcast, and then just go to the books tab and the whole list will be there. There's quite a few books there of all points of view. And I think I would close with this. The ground beneath us feels unsettled. And I, for one, have always found reading to bring me the comfort that the day's news might not. And I hope even learning more brings a measure of comfort. So, Billy, thank you very much. Thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Hope you found this episode of Just the Right Book Shorts useful. You are listening to Just the Right Book with Roxanne Cody, brought to you by Lit Hub Radio. The show is produced by Roxanne Cody, Michael Selleck, and Lit Hub Radio. Our editor is Gino Cardone at Pleasant Podcast. The original theme music is by Kurt Feldman. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I am Roxanne Cody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any comments, observations, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at justtherightbook at rjjulia.com.